I'm going to speak about, I don't know how to title it actually. But let me try something. That your victory depends on who goes with you. Maybe it will be a good thing. Your victory depends on who goes with you. Say with me, your victory depends on who goes with you. So now turn to your neighbor. Say, neighbor, who is going with you? No, no, be serious. Say, neighbor, who is going with you? Hallelujah. No, say it to you. Say, say neighbor. Who is going with you? Let's read the scripture quickly that I, I'm sure there is something in there that most of us we don't uh, see. But I'm going to try to bring it out for us. 2 Kings chapter number 6 verse 14 to 17. 2 Kings 6, 14 to 17. And let's do the reading this morning like an army. Hallelujah. Let's read it. One, two, three. Therefore, he sent horses and chariots and a great army there. And they came by night and surrounded the city. Mm -hmm. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? So he answered, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. So, ha, 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 hallelujah. Let's continue. So he answered, Do not fear, Let's go back. I want us to read that again. So he answered, do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Let's continue. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of his servant, of the young man, and he saw, and behold, was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Now, I want us to go again to back to the scripture where he said, uh, by, by where he said, do not fear. Let, let's go there. Where he said, do not fear those who are with us. Let's go back. Okay, one, two, three. So, do not fear. Keep it there. Do you hear? Do you understand the, the, the mystery here? There is something that is plain there, but I'm not sure you see it. Let's read it again. So, do you see what I see? What do you see? What is he saying? Those who are are more. Now, this is a mystery I want to show you. 
He didn't say those who are with us are more than them. He said those who are with us are more than those who are with. So they came with people. So they didn't come alone. The army came with a force behind. So there was, <laughs> there was a force that were coming with Syrian. And those forces were the ones that empowered the army. And the servant didn't see the forces. He only saw the army. He was afraid of the army, but Elisha was telling the, the man, don't be afraid of them because those who are empowering them are weaker than those who are empowering us. So Elisha was saying, the battle is not ours, <laughs> but the battle is the Lord. Most of you, you don't see this reality. Yes, I know you read the scripture. But you get excited by those who are with us. You don't understand that there are people with them. So when the army was coming, there were people with them. But spirit beings. That's why it takes an opening of the eyes to see. And God said, Elisha said, my God, open the eyes of a young man so that he may see. Remember, the opening of the eyes did not bring the army. The army was already there. The man was lacking knowledge. That's why he was afraid. So the prayer was not to bring an army. The prayer was to bring an awareness of the army. Hallelujah. Listen. Hmm. The reality of your battle is not found in the natural. The reality of your battle is found in the spirit. Because wherever we go, we go with a force. Hallelujah. Now, I want to give an example of a man, the Sadhu. I think he was born in 1839, somewhere there, or 18 something, and he died in 1929. This man was loaded with the power of God. He went to preach the gospel somewhere, and he preached to a village. And I think people were unhappy about what he said. So, at night, the man retreated to a solitary area to sleep because he, he was not welcome in the village. That was in India, somewhere in the Tibet, somewhere there. And then at night, the people of the village decided to come and kill him. Then they came, and then when he saw them, he committed his soul unto God because he knew these guys, they are violent. Those who came to kill him, he knew they were going to kill him. So he said, Lord, unto your hands I release my spirit, like Stephen. And he said they came with torches, with piece of wood. I mean, I mean they want to finish him. And they came and when they arrived near him, they stopped. And then they started to back off. And they fled. In the morning they came back but without now the weapons. They came to him and said, sir, 
can you talk to us about your God? I'm talking about a true story. And he said, but you want to kill me? They said, no, last night when we came, we saw people around you. We know the white people. We know black people. We know all colors. But who were these people that were rotating around you with flaming sword and their feet were not touching the ground? The village got born again because God opened their eyes, not the eyes of a Sadhu. The Sadhu didn't see anything. God opened this time the eyes of the enemy to see the victory around the men. So, you are praying for God to open your eyes. What you should pray sometimes that God open the eyes of my enemies. My God, my God, my God. So that they can see who goes with me. Because, because when they see who is with me, they will back off. Now, now, let me transit there to come into the New Testament quickly. In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter number 5, verse 7, it says we walk by faith, not by Walk by faith, not by sight. So in the New Testament, it's not too much your eyes to see in the spirit that are important. Because you will quote me the scripture of First Corinthians chapter number uh, sorry Ephesians one from verse seventeen or eighteen, where Paul said, "I pray that the eyes of your spirit may be open." That's what you want to quote. Don't quote that, because you will be quoting it out of context. Let's read it. Let's let, let read uh, uh, Ephesians chapter number 1 and let's read from verse, let's even read from verse 15 until 18. Let's go very quickly. Uh, I want to rush through this so that we can, some of you, I don't know when you come to church, you, you come and you want to go, like you are on a drive through. <laughs> this is a sitting restaurant. This is not a drive-thru. Okay. Hallelujah. There are drive-thru places. We're just... You just... Go. Let's see. Therefore I, also, therefore, I also, after I've heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, let's go, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Go on. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Let's go. The eyes of your understanding being open. Amen? That's what you know. But what is the reason for the eyes to be open? That you may know. The eyes are not open for you to see. It's open for you to know. So, so the, uh, the eyes of the spirit is talking about it. It's not for you to see angel. It's for you to know they are there. You are focusing on seeing. But the Bible says, in the New Testament, we focus on faith. Hallelujah. Mm. You know, believing is stronger than seeing. It's in your Bible. Believing is stronger than seeing. Let's go to John chapter number 20, verse 29. 
John 20, 29. Are you there with me? Let's read it. John 20, 29. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Mm, is it John 20, 29? John 20, 29. That is not John 20, 29. Huh? Yes. It starts with Jesus said. Yeah, that, that, that is the wrong scripture. John chapter number 20. Yes. Jesus said to him. Let's read it. One, two, three. Say to me, Thomas, because you have seen me, you believe. Blessed are those who have not seen yet. So Jesus was saying, the blessing is not in seeing. The blessing is in believing. Hallelujah. Now, you need to believe that God is with you. You don't need to see the angels before you believe they are with you. For scripture says the angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and put them out of danger. That's what you know. But when you want to see before you believe, you are like the servant of Elisha. Listen, I'm not sure Elisha himself was seeing them. But I'm sure he knew they were there. So he said, Lord, open his eyes. He didn't pray for himself because he wanted to see before he believes. Me, I believe without seeing. And when the eyes of the servant were, was, were open, the angel were not around him. They were around Elisha. Let's go back there. Second Kings. Can we go back to Second Kings? Let's quickly. Second Kings 6, uh, 14 to 17. Verse, verse 17. Verse 17. Second Kings chapter number 6. Verse 17. Hmm. And Elisha prayed, and he said, Lord, I pray, open the eyes of, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around. Read it again. Read it again. There is something also that we didn't get there. And Elisha prayed, and he said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses of chariots of fire. All around Elisha. Can I submit to you? Elisha was not on the mountain. It was a mountain that was full. But they were all around Elisha. But Elisha was not on the mountain. <laughs> so it means your physical location is not the same as your spiritual location. Uh, yes, 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 yes. We can be sitting here and not sitting here. So, 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 so your spirits, your spiritual location is different from your physical location. So in the book of Revelation chapter number four, 
When God said to John, come up here, I submit to you that John was still sitting on the island. But while he was sitting, he was already in heaven. Oh, I pray that God may, under, may give you understanding that you can be in two places at the same time. <laughs> I pray that when the enemy is coming, he's looking at you physically, but spiritually you are high up. I pray. I, yeah, 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 yeah. He said the mountain was full of horses all around Elisha. The servant was there, but the horses were not around him. Because it takes faith for horses to be around you. So the man did not have faith. So when the horses came, they were not in his location. <laughs> he was sitting with Elisha, but not sitting with Elisha. Yes. Elisha was sitting with him, but Elisha was not sitting with him. Elisha was in the midst of the horses while his body was sitting with the servant. And because the servant didn't have discernment, his body and his spirit were in the same place. That's why he was trapped. So whenever you confine yourself to your physical situation, you are trapped. The reason why the church does not get victory is because the church does not understand that principle. They associate themselves with what they are going through. In order, instead of associating themselves with the scripture, you are seated in heavenly places, far above all the principalities. How you are seated in heavenly places. But the church is so natural that we experience everything the world experiences. Jesus said you are in the world, but you are not off. Hallelujah. Say to your neighbor, who goes with you? Say, who is going with you? The scripture says, greater is he. Ah, say with me. Say, greater is he. That is in me than the one that is in the world. So who is going with you? Is the great I am. But can I submit to you also, there is one that is with the world. Let me say this right for you not to get me wrong. God is not the God of this world. He's not in charge of this world. Yeah, That's why when bad thing happens, people think that if God can, no. God is not the one that is ruling the affairs of this world. It's in your Bible. You read it, you don't read it. Take me to 2 Corinthians 4 4. 2 Corinthians 4 4. It says, we're just jumping in there, but we, you will understand what I'm saying. One, two, three. Who's of the, the God of this age? This is the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ. Who is the image of God should shine? Go back again. Let them read it again. Whose mind the God of this age? So there is a God of this age. Other translations say the God of this world. So, 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 God will only rule when you come into his kingdom. 
He has power over everything. But he decides not to rule over everything. Yes, that's what you must know. So the world in which we are now, this broken world, is not God doing. No, it's not God doing. It's the God of his age. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. You are doubting now. But God is in charge. Ah. Come on now. <laughs> there is no accident in heaven because God is in charge. There is no sickness there because God is in charge. When God is in charge, brokenness has to run away. You can't tell me God is in charge and there are thieves prospering. Who, which God are you talking about? You see, the heaven and high heavens belong to God, but the earth he has given to the sons of men. Ah, let's go to Luke chapter number four. Let me go there myself. <laughs> mm -hmm. Let's go there, Luke chapter number four. The temptation. Luke chapter number four, we read from verse five to seven. Let me, let's read one to three. Let's go quickly. Then the devil, taking him up on the high mountain, show him all the kingdom of the world in a moment of time. Carry on. And the devil said to him, all this authority I'll give to you and thy glory for this has been delivered to me, and I give it to whoever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, it will be yours. Jesus didn't tell him, you liar. <laughs> let's, let's see the answer of Jesus. Let's see what Jesus said. And Jesus answered to him and said, get behind me, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him alone you shall serve. Jesus didn't say to Satan, you are lying. It's not yours. Can I submit to you that that way, when people want to be famous, they go to the devil. And in a split of second, they are famous and they have money and they, are, and they die the way they became famous. Because the devil will not give you something without you paying him back. So, so the system of fame of this world is in the hands of the devil. The glory of this world is in the hands of the devil. And people that live for themselves easily fall into the trap. So the answer to that question is not into fighting him, is into worshiping God. Jesus didn't stand there and fight. He said, it's written, you shall worship God and God alone. So Jesus was saying, when you acknowledge that God is the creator of the universe, you fall in adoration to him, not to the created things. Because when your heart is after the thing, you easily worship the God of the things. But if your heart is after God, you worship him. And then Matthew 6, 33 says, and all these things... He didn't even name them. He said things. He didn't say all these valuable things. He said all these things shall be all added. It means it's not something that will be part of you. It shall be just added. 
Because whatever is added can be removed. So God is saying your focus is not in the addition. Your focus is in the real thing. So there is a God that goes with this world. And that God is fighting your flesh, is fighting your cravings, is fighting your desires, and you need to be strong to know the one with me is greater than the one that is in the world. And once you come to that conclusion, success comes. Let, let, let me go quickly and finish now. Hallelujah. Now, from the Old to the New Testament, we see when God is with somebody, we see the result. The Bible says, and God was with Joseph. And because God was with him, he prospered in everything. When God goes with you, the location of the, the reality does not matter anymore because you can change that reality into prosperous realities. Joseph was put into the house of Potiphar to be a slave. He became the chief of staff. You understand? They threw him in jail. He became a chaplain. <laughs> he was counseling the people. Man. He was, he was <laughs> while the prisoner became a chaplain. And then they realized he's too much for us. God is so much with him that he must be the head, not the tail. They put him and they put him in power because there's so righteousness in him. People of God, it does not go come by chance. It comes by your showing forth of the glory of God for you. It comes by showing forth the character of God in you. Then they said, no, this man is too good. We must put him head. The Lord was the people of Israel. Let's read Deuteronomy 31 verse 8. Go quickly. Deuteronomy 31 verse 8. Deuteronomy chapter number 31 verse 8. He said, and the Lord says, he is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. He said, the Lord said, he's going with you. And then Moses pronounced a powerful blessing on Israel that is not removed right now. He said, anyone that will come against you, you will defeat. He said, your enemy shall be defeated before you. No wonder Israel is a smaller nation, but all the surrounding nations cannot do anything about it because God's word cannot be reformed. God was with Joshua. Joshua chapter number one, verse five. He was with Joshua. God was with Jacob. Genesis 28, verse 15. Look at all the people I'm mentioning. God was with them, and the result was they did well. God cannot go before you and you fail. When it goes before you, doesn't matter how long it takes. Doesn't matter how long the road can seem like. Doesn't matter who come against you. Doesn't matter the altar that is screaming against you. When God goes with you, the voice of God is mighty and strong over the waters. And God makes a way where there is no way. He said, I'll put a door before you. I open that door and no man can shut it down. I shut the door and no man can open. I'm talking about the God of heaven. I'm talking about the great I am. 
when he has set himself to bless you, no man can revoke what God has said. They can gossip about you. They can speak about you. But when it's all said and done, you will shoot up to the top. Because God, God is with you. God is with you. You don't need to see it. You need to believe it. Only believe. All things are possible. To fade that. Your problem is not with your struggle. Your problem is your, believing, your belief system. Your problem is not what's around you. Your problem is what you believe. There's no man. Look, J- Jacob, Jacob was, went to slavery about 15, when he was 15 years old. It took 15 years and he became the prime minister. Now, during those 15 years, people thought Jacob was done. Even his brother didn't know they would see him again. But while he was in the pit, the God he served was in the pit with him. Amen. When the DS, he was lower than the surface of the ground. Prophetically, he was buried. But I have a good news to you. That the power of resurrection and death meet in the grave. <laughs> that when you are buried, there is a system in the kingdom that is called resurrection. And that system is activated the moment you are buried. When people think you are going lower, you are... (laughs) My God, my God, my God, my God, my God. When they think it is finished, that's where you start. Because God is going. You see, in, in life, don't be in hurry. Wait for God. Say to your neighbor, wait for God. I learned that lesson when I was still in school. The teacher came and he said, we're going to walk, run around the soccer field. And then he said, we're going to today do about 15 uh, rounds. You, that was like a hell. For us that were not very fit. You see, when you're unfit, everything is difficult. You know, one day I went to run some, some years ago. I went to run, I said to my wife, you know, this thing, you don't just fall on it and do it. You, it's, pro, it's progression. You see, it's progression. So one day, I just put my tackle, I said, my wife, I'm going to run for a run. I went, and, and, and I was running, and I was running. And, and, and when I came somewhere, I wanted to call the ambulance. I thought, I thought I'm going to have a heart attack here. Uh, they would say that pastor died in the street. So, so I decided I'm not running home, I'm walking home. So I was walking slowly. When I came home, he said, what happened? I said, I nearly, I nearly passed on. <laughs> because I was unfit. Yes. So when you are unfit, it feels like everything is difficult. So exercise your spiritual muscles so that you may be enduring in the race. Otherwise, you will think it's too tough. So they told us to run. And that friend of us, the first, the first round, he was ahead of us. He went like two laps, three, and he was, he was passing us, hello. He didn't know it was 15. So when we got to 10, he was the last one. When we finished, he was still walking around the field. And we taught him a lesson. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. 
I don't know who I'm talking to this morning. But the Spirit has sent me to tell you that what is said about your life. Even when it feels like it's buried, there is a voice that is saying, Lazarus, come forth. The Bible says, he that was dead came out. He that was dead came out. It's not, it not the death, the scary thing. It will call to the dead. When you have a God that can raise the dead, death is not a threat. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Now, for you to know who goes with you, and then we're done. Matthew 28, 19 to 20. Matthew 28, 19 to 20. Are you blessed? Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Ha <laughs> ha. He said, go. Somebody say, go. go. Say, go. go. Okay. Let's, let, 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 let's, let's move on. Continue with scripture. Don't read it. Just say go. go. Now continue. Just don't read it. Just slide. Just say go. go. Okay? And then carry on with the scripture. We don't read it. Okay. Okay. Now say, I am, I am with you. Even to the end of the days. The mistake of many people will think that God say, I am with you just with those who will disciple. No. God is a child of God. In your going forth and your coming in. So you go in the power of the one that called you. The Bible says in the book of uh, Mark 16. It said, Verse 17, these signs are followed by that believe in my name. And then they say, and they went everywhere. And God working with them, confirming his words. Let me tell you something. It's not an angel going with you anymore. It's God going with you. He said to Moses, I will send my angel. Moses said, no, the angel is not good enough. Exodus 33. He said, my angel shall go before you. Moses said, if you are not going, we don't go. So Moses said, I thank you for angels, but I need you. I thank you for angels, but if you are not going with us, even with the angel, we are not going anywhere. People are happy we go with, to go with angels. No, we're not. You go with God himself. <laughs> Hallelujah. Say, I'm going with God. I say, God is going with me. Do you believe that? That if you believe that, there is no closed door before you anymore. There is no shut doors before you anymore. There is no, there is no fear anymore. There is no fear in him anymore. Because the one that goes before you is greater than the one that comes against you. Fear is God. Say fear, bye-bye. Fear. Uh-huh. fear is God. When you wake up in the morning, you say, thank you, Father, we are going again today. Oh, I thank you for we are going. Going with us is not just a promise. It's a statement of fact. 
He didn't say, I might go. Or I may go. He said, I shall. I am with you. Not I will, may, may. I am with you. That's the sure word that God is with us. And I told you that your victory depends on who goes. Now you know who is going with you. Instead of praying for your eyes to be open, pray for your understanding to be open so that you can believe this. That's why when people are sick, you say, you are healed. I don't feel so. Stay there. Stay in your feelings when we are moving by faith. And when you are full with your feelings, you come and tell us. And we... <laughs> It's not how you feel. It's what you believe. No, because feelings are deceiving. Today they are up, tomorrow they are down. How can you put your trust in your feelings? So I wrote in my new book an experience that I had with the Lord. I say I was praying one time and I felt like, God, where are you? Have you heard that? You are far. Where are you? And then the Holy Spirit I was so discouraged, I wanted to stop praying and just go and say, I'll come back. Maybe you will come. So when I wanted to finish, the Holy Ghost said, stop. I stopped. He said, why do you think I'm not with you? I said, no, because I feel so. He said, did I tell you to feel or to believe? I said, you told me to believe. He said, what you believe about yourself is not what I believe. And then I realize I'm boxing God with my feelings. If I don't feel well today, he's not here. The day I feel good, he was here. (laughs) Only believe. Say, only believe. Only believe believe that the word of God is true. And whatever God says, that's what your truth is. So I am blessed. I am blessed. Say, I am blessed. I am so blessed. Say, I am prosperous. Say it with your heart. I am prosperous. In the name of Jesus. Jesus will say to people, go and let it be done according to what you In the Old Testament, he made sure he told them, I am with you. He said to Jacob, you see where you are lying. I'm going to bless you and bring you back to this place. <laughs> Jacob believed. Jacob was not a righteous man. He was, he was, he was, he was, his behavior was not that right. He believed. And God did what he told him. Now, you are washed by the blood. Sanctified by the blood. And the same God that spoke to Jacob is speaking to you today. And he said, if you would believe... All things are possible to they that believe. And yet we have a struggle believing because we have confined God into our feelings and our wrong mindsets about him. Religion has taught us and therefore we cannot accept God moving in our lives freely anymore. I'm praying this morning that doesn't matter voices that are speaking against you, there is a voice in heaven that is louder than all those voices. 
Thank you. The Holy Spirit is showing me something now. He said, it doesn't matter the size of a wildfire. It takes rain from heaven to kill it. That's what he just told me. So it doesn't matter what is going on in your life. Heaven has the ability to silence it. So, 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 he said, instead of focusing on the fire, ask heaven to be open. So instead of focusing on your circumstances, connect to heaven. You see, people who try to kill wildfire with helicopters, they try to, to fake or to, to copy what heaven does. Because they take the water and the helicopter and they spray it because they are not God. So they just use a system of men to try to kill a fire. But God can, in a split of second, open the heavens and it's done. What God can do is stronger than what men can do. If you are here today and you don't know Jesus and you want to receive him, lift up your hand and say, here I am today. I want to make peace with Jesus. Is there anyone in our midst? Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Stand up. Is there anyone else? Is there anyone else that said today is my day? I want to make right with heaven. I want to make right with God. I want the worship team to go. Is there anyone else? Just come, my friend, come. And then, today you're going to receive your miracle. Because now your mind is at the right place. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I open my heart to you. Forgive my sins. Wash me clean with your blood. Today, I confess that Jesus is Lord. I open my heart to him. And I receive him as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Father, for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Stand there. There is more. You are blessed. More are coming to you. Hey! Thank you. Thank you. Do you understand that I was not preaching message of salvation? But it's the spirit that calls men unto him. We think we don't say, Jesus died for you, your bl- the blood. No, the, convi- the power to convince is in the Holy Spirit. So I might be talking about something else, and the Holy Ghost will convince you to be saved. So don't be religious. Say with me, say, dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today, and I open my heart. Forgive my sins, and wash me clean. Today, I put my trust in Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Father, for washing me clean with your blood. Give me your spirit. I give you praise now. In Jesus' name, amen. Come join them. Come join them now. Give a hand to the Lord.